Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. It's five questions in nine minutes because hackers never sleep. Introducing my guest today, question number one, who are you and what do you do? Hi, everyone. My name is Arnaud. I'm a French uh, cybersecurity professional based in Paris, France. I've been doing cybersecurity since five years now working for various customers such as bank, space and defense industry. And my current customer is a big French telecommunication uh, customer. Lots of things to do with uh, IT risk analysis on all type of software used in this um, telecommunication business. What is your favorite thing about being a cybersecurity professional? What I love the most about my job is that each day is different. It's not a basic nine to five job because you're constantly learning new things. So for example, uh, lots of new software are, are being used um, and uh, a new software means a new data being manipulated. So a new risk analysis to be done and new security measures to set up. So every day is different. You're learning constantly new things. So this is very challenging actually. Challenging is good. That's part of the reason I'm in the, the, the security space as well. So that leads itself to the next question, which is everyone I talk to says that cybersecurity is becoming or is a top concern. What, what does that mean to you? So to me, that means a lot. Um, actually, maybe you've heard about it in the US in the last weeks, um, lots of hospitals in France uh, suffered from a ransomware attack. So uh, basically, we're talking about IT, but we're talking about human life, actually, in this kind of uh, ransomware attack. So here, it's cybersecurity, but it's also um, how to protect human lives. So um, I think for, for the leaders, what is important is always to increase the budget for the security reason. Um, if there is no budget, there is no project. So if we take this example of the hospitals, you know, there need to be a huge budget to protect uh, people, and protect IT system, definitely. So let me ask a, a side question, an add-on question to that. Why, why do you think that the hospitals, the healthcare locations are ripe for ransomware? Why do you think people are attacking them? I think um, hospitals got attacked because people think hospitals, French hospitals are rich because many, uh, because of COVID-19, many and many people got, um, got there. So, but this is definitely not true actually. Uh, hospitals are not that rich. So the, the hackers, um, maybe they think because so many patients in the hospitals, hospitals are gonna pay you know, all those millions that they ask, but uh, finally no. So I think this is the main reason. That's, that's very insightful. I hadn't thought about it like that. You know, I think about it from the standpoint, there's a lot of information to be had, but you're right. There's not a lot of dollars. Those dollars are being used to, to help those people get better. So, so thank you for that. Question number four, what piece of insight do you want to share with our community? So today I would like to talk about the EBIOS method because this is what I'm doing uh, on my, during my day-to-day -day task. So the EBIOS method is a method composed of five steps that we use to do um, some risk analysis on the software. 
So basically, we would uh, start by um, studying the context. You know, what kind of software is this? Uh, who, um, who are the users of this software? What kind of data are being manipulated with this software? Uh, from where do the people are using this software? Is this only inside the company, outside the company, using the internet? And then uh, we will study what kind of events are filled um, by, by us, uh, what kind of people can attack uh, this software, what kind of data can be stolen. And this will uh, let us write some threat scenarios um, and um, conducting so the, at the end of the risk analysis by um, what kind of risks um, can both uh, software suffered from and uh, what kind of security controls can we put to reduce all those risks. So this is a five steps method and uh, kind of universal. You can use it on whatever the product, I use it on software, but you can use it uh, on a smartphone on a laptop, on, on a car, uh, connected car, on uh, whatever, whatever, um, whatever is connected to the internet finally. So um, a very useful method. And also this method uh, would use uh, and would, would include some concepts of uh, GDPR compliancy. So the GDPR stands for General Data Protection Regulation. It's a new European law that was set up uh, in May 2018 um, to give the, to the European individuals the control over their personal data. So, um, because so many personal data are being used by, by all those software, could be, uh, of course, your name, your address, your social security number, your birth date, but could be also more data about your bank accounts, for example. So many data are being manipulated by the software. They need to be controlled and they need to stay inside Europe. So um, GDPR is a huge concern actually. And if the company doesn't uh, respect all those GDPR regulation, they need to pay a huge fine of several millions of uh, euro. So that could be a big problem. And um, to finish, I would like to uh, share some kind of uh, basic, very basic advices that I always give to, um, to the people I need to, um, when I need to train to, to do some security awareness stuff. I would just tell them pretty basic stuff. Do some software updates, change your password regularly. And if you do remote work, Never use a public Wi-Fi. Uh, always uh, use your uh, your internet box and use a wire to connect your computer to the box. Free simple stuff, and uh, yes, that could protect your your computer, protect your data, and protect your life too. Actually, that's that's very insightful, and I appreciate you talking about you know the the, the various steps as well as the GDPR uh, and and the insights. I mean, I think they're simple, but it's what needs to be heard. So with that, the fifth and final question, what's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? So the favorite, my favorite piece of retro technology that makes me smile is this stuff. Maybe you, you used it <laughs> in the past. Uh, actually, I find it you know, just incredible switching from this to dial a number from zero to nine to this. 
20 years later, <laughs> where you can manage all your life, where you can manage uh, all your travels, your bank accounts, do so many things. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's incredible in 20 years. And this is still working, maybe sometimes better than with this one. So, <laughs> but um, incredible, you know, technology, how fast does it go? What is the next step, you know? Very good. I, I love the old Nokia. It's virtually indestructible. I still have my first one as well. So thank you for the, the visual there. You did it. <laughs> Five questions in nine minutes because you're succinct. You're epic. This was awesome. I appreciate your time. And everybody, keep looking out for new episodes of the Cyber Pro Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you.